Good morning and Merry Christmas. My name's Andrew, I'm one of the pastors here and it's uh, great to be together on this Christmas morning. Uh, there are some Larry shirts out there. Uh, I've, I can see some lobsters over here. We've got a rainforest happening here. Um, very beachy over here. A very reserved side. <laughs> and we've got all sorts of uh, flamingos, pink flamingos, I love it. Um, Larry shirts are in, obviously. Who, um, who opened their presents this morning? Hands up. Okay, wow, we've got some early risers. Who's doing it after church? Yep, the, okay, there we go. Most of us, most of the adults' hands went up there. It's great to, uh, to be together. Kids, if, um, if you're here and you would like something to do during the service as well, um, we, we'd love for you to join in, but there's also some little colouring in things up the back there. Uh, if you would like to go uh, up the back there near a box as well, you can get them. Uh, just wanted to welcome you and uh, in invite you back as well for our normal services at 9am um, every Sunday and then 5.30 at night. Uh, we're going to continue to worship and lift up the name of Jesus because this is a, a very special day. But before we do that, we've been working through a series looking at the names of Jesus and Isaiah. And uh, one of the favourite parts for people has been the children's talk, actually. Um, so we're going to go straight over to um, the children's talk now, that will be up on our screen. But just wanting to let you know as well, if you've come prepared with your normal offerings, um, they can just be placed in the box up the back there as well. So let's uh, hand over to Tanya now, up on the screen. Merry Christmas! Well, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at some of the names of Jesus as described by the prophet Isaiah, who wrote about Jesus' birth thousands of years before he was born. He wrote in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So we've already looked at the first three. We've looked at how Jesus was a wonderful counsellor, how he was the mighty God and how he is an, our everlasting father. And today we're looking at the fourth one, Prince of Peace. So a prince is a ruler and a prince of peace is talking about someone who brings peace through their reign, through the way that they rule their people. Let's take a look back in time to see what that might have looked like. In Isaiah's times, there were a lot of kings and often there would be fights or wars between the different kings and nations to see who would rule over each other. When a king wanted to make peace with another king, he would send the other king some kind of gift. That gift was called a peace offering. If the other king wanted to be at peace, he would accept that gift and they would make a treaty not to fight one another, but to rather work for each other's good. Now, normally it would be the weaker king that would send a gift to the stronger king because the weaker king knew that if they went to war, they would lose the war. So instead of going to war, the weak king would try to make peace with the powerful king. describes God as the King of Kings. We've already talked a few weeks ago about how he was mighty God. 
he made the whole world and everything in it. He rules over all the nations and is more powerful than any other king or president or prime minister or chief or prince. He is the most powerful king and ruler ever. Let's listen to what the Bible says about God in Romans chapter 3, verse 25. It says that God presented Jesus as the peace offering to cover for sin. People are made right with God when they receive the offering of the blood of Jesus by faith. Isn't that amazing? So God is the ruler of all. Yet the Bible tells us that God is the one that gave his son Jesus as a peace offering. That means that we who had no power, no control, we were definitely the weaker ones, can be at peace with the amazing mighty God through the gift of Jesus. Jesus is the best gift that we could ever hope for this Christmas or any other day of the year. So this Christmas, let's think about our amazing Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the gift that came to save us all. Merry Christmas. Uh, so Isaac would just like it on the record that that was acting and that he is as strong as his sister. He was most put out about having to play the weaker king. Uh, so he just wanted me to clarify that for all of you, that he is also very strong. Uh, so we're going to stand as we continue singing about um, our saviour who came as the perfect gift to bring peace and joy to us all. Let's stand to sing Silent Night.
earth, for you coming to earth. And Lord, we thank you for what we can look forward to because of you and your saving grace. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, team. Uh, it's always uh, before they come in. So let's give them a big round of applause and say thank you. kids down here at such a, an early, early hour. We um, really appreciate their ministry. Well, this morning we're uh, going uh, to continue to look, we've been looking in the, uh, the book of Isaiah at the different names of Jesus. And we started by looking at Wonderful Counselor, and then we moved on to Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and today we're landing on Christmas Day on Prince of Peace, as Jesus being the Prince of Peace. But before we read that passage, uh, let, me, let me just pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we are so thankful for this day. Lord, we thank you that, that you have come, Jesus, and that you, it's a, this, this wonderful expression that you are for us, that you are good and that you love us. And Lord, we thank you for this, this opportunity to be in your presence and uh, to acknowledge you as, as first and foremost here this morning. So Father, would you speak to us through your word this morning as we, um, as we turn our eyes towards you. We thank you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So Isaiah, a uh, book and a prophecy that was written um, some 700 years or so before the birth of Christ. And uh, this, is, uh, this is Isaiah chapter 9, and we're going to look at verse 6 and verse 7. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government... And of the peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and the, on, over the kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time and, and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So this will be a peace that there will be no end to. This um, word, peace here, it comes from the original word, uh, that you, you may know because it's in Jewish greetings, it's shalom. And uh, it's the idea of uh, not, just, not just the absence of conflict, it's, it's even deeper than that, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a lot more um, profound than that. It's not just the absence of conflict, it has the idea, there's, there's some words there, wholeness and completeness and, um, what's that, wellness and... Uh, perfection and peace, all these, all these things coming together in this word shalom. 
Jesus, Jesus comes as the peace of, uh, as the Prince of Shalom, or the peace, uh, the Prince of Peace. The idea here is, uh, do you know when you, your kids are playing and they're fighting and there's no peace? Um, for peace to come in, it would be stopping Grab on my, oh, there we go. No, we're back. Um, so that, that, that would be an, a, um, if our kids are fighting, there's, there's no peace. Uh, to have peace, they would stop fighting. But the idea of sh- shalom is actually a little bit more than that even. It's, it's that lovely time when our kids actually stop fighting, but they actually come together and start playing together. And they have more fun together than, than apart. Um, that's a special time. When you hear that and they're all playing together really nicely, uh, that's, that's the idea of shalom. Uh, another, another way of seeing this would be, I, uh, I think I've gone up the back of a car once. It was uh, six months into my license. Okay, uh, Many of you would have had that experience. It's, it's rather humiliating, uh, especially if it's totally your fault. But there's no peace there at the moment that you're in the back of that car. Um, peace doesn't come just when you back out of that car. Um, peace actually comes when you organise to have that car repaired, and it's not even peace isn't even really there until uh, the car comes back and it's fully restored. That's the idea of completeness, wholeness, um, this this full restoration. In a relationship, when two people are having uh, a, a, an argument or there's conflict. Shalom isn't just the idea of there being that argument stopping, it's meaning they come back together and work for each other's good. This works for nations as well. And uh, we saw that in the video with the, with the two kings. It, it's not simply the, the ceasing of conflict, it's that the two nations work together for each other's good. When Jesus is said to be the Prince of Peace... Uh, that's what it's talking about there, that he, he is coming to make peace, not just to stop conflict, but to, to bring flourishing um, to the world. This is prophesied by Isaiah, and then it's, it's, it's um, re-spoken again, back when we have the angels appearing to the shepherds. And uh, the angels appearing to the shepherds was quite... Uh, it, was, it was very specifically done, it was very specifically put in our Bibles, because what it's saying is that the shepherds were at the absolute lowest of the low within society. So this is this big sample approval for, for, for God on humanity, that He has come not just for the highest, but for the very lowest, for the whole spectrum that Jesus has come. And they come to these shepherds, and, and uh, obviously they've got this look on their face of what in the world's going on, they're, they're frightened, and they say to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly there was a, there was with the angels, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace amongst those 
who he is pleased. And on earth, peace. Here we have this prophecy of the Prince of Peace that is to come. The angel saying, he is here. Peace on earth. And then later we have in Jesus' ministry, this is what he says, peace I leave with you. This is just before he's about to return to the Father. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Um, Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So Jesus comes into the scene and changes absolutely everything. You see, before Jesus, um, the world was a bit of a mess. We've got conflict and battles and wars and savagery and violence and disputes and brutality. And then Jesus comes in as the Prince of Peace, as the one who who is bringing peace to this earth. And then after that, we have conflict and battles and wars and savagery and violence and disputes and brutality. going on the the prince of peace the one that had been prophesied for 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 hundreds of years he comes he's he's announced by the angels he he says that i have come to to bring peace and yet history continues the coming of jesus changed everything but he's doing a deep change. Let, let me, um, let, us, let us kind of zoom out a little bit here to understand what's going on here. You see, when, when Jesus, um, when, when God created the world, what happened is that basically we said, we'll do it our way. Um, we, we, we're not going to do it your way, God. We, we're going to do it our way. And what this brought in was, was brokenness and conflict. Right throughout the system, uh, right throughout the creation, there's brokenness and conflict, both with, with us and God, right at the base there. Uh, conflict and brokenness in us, conflict between each other. And the one, when we talk about world peace, when we talk about uh, peace often, is right at the top there, is brokenness between nations, that we see wars and battles fought and, uh, and, and suffering and, and misery uh, happening there. Now, there's a way to fix that problem. And uh, one of the ways to fix that problem is the way that, that we, as humans, so, uh, seek to fix that problem. And basically, a group of people get together and they decide that this world isn't the way it should be and uh, we need peace so basically, they come in with military power and establish that peace. And it's a, it's a little bit like, I'll show you this next photo. This is, um, this is in China. And what's happening in China over the last few uh, decades is they've decided to green the place up because they've made a bit of a mess of different places. And uh, um, what happens is each like, little prefecture or... Um, each, each little location has a responsibility to green their area up, and they send out inspectors from the government to go see. Now, they make different targets, and, and they decide, hey, this is, this is how much greener we're going to be, and sometimes something goes wrong, they run out of money, or it's harder than they thought, 
So when these inspectors are coming, some have actually been found to be spraying um, some of the rocks green, uh, to kind of green up the place. Uh, they actually throw... It doesn't happen everywhere. I'm sure this got uh, stopped pretty quickly. Um, throwing out kebo uh, over, the, over the mountains as well to kind of make them look green. But it's a temporary greenness, isn't it? That greenness will last for as long as, the, uh, as that paint will last on those rocks. And uh, all the peace that, that humanity brings to the world, especially through conquest and, uh, and through military efforts, eventually another power rises up and um, they bring their form of peace. And it's this continual cycle throughout history of, um, of, of war and battles and, um, and, and not very nice things, really. So what Jesus is, is particularly interested in, he's not interested in... When we, when we look at a tree, we look at its health and we, and we look at those leaves. And the, the thought would be, first of all, you go straight for those leaves and you make them green. But Jesus isn't interested in temporary peace. He, he's interested in the deep rooted peace. Deep peace that comes up from the roots, works through the trunk and it works through the branches and then naturally works out into the leaves. That's the type of peace that Jesus is bringing on earth. And the way you do that is you start with the roots. You start with this problem, this separation between us and God. And Tanya talked about that in, in the video there. That, um, that Jesus came primarily to, to make a way so that we could come back into right relationship with God. So there wouldn't be brokenness and conflict there, but there would be shalom, wholeness and completeness. And he invites us to come and follow him and, uh, and to say, hey, I, I'm not doing life my way anymore. I'm going to do it your way. To, to acknowledge Him and believe in Him, that you, you came, Jesus, to, to, to make a way so that we could have shalom with God once again. Once that happens, uh, the Bible talks about Jesus being the, uh, the living water. It, our, our, the roots of society, the roots of humanity can, can start to dip into this living water of who um, Jesus is. And, and life starts to come, but it's deep life. It's from, from right down low. So Jesus is doing a, a long work um, that, is, that is true work, that is lasting work. This trajectory will come through, right through to, to our relationship with God in us, between us and others, there will be shalom, and uh, between the nations, there will be peace there as well. Um, in time. That is, a, that is an absolute promise, but he's starting at the very base. Just want to finish by looking at this peace in us. And uh, this is something that, that we can have as well, as, uh, as followers of Jesus, is peace. One of the things that I've come to realize is peace is one of the most rarest commodities on this earth. People have wealth, they can have power, they can have happiness, but 
peace, true shalom, that inner peace is a very, very rare commodity. And there's, there's something special about deep peace. And that's, that's what Jesus promises, is he promises us this, this deep pr- peace. It's d- described as peace that, um, that's, that's beyond our understanding. I want to go back to that verse, um, John 14, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, um, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So he's talking about a different peace. Not, not, a, not a normal peace. This isn't, this isn't a peace that is a product of a life free of conflict or free of struggle. This is a peace that comes, it's a byproduct of the presence of God in our life. There's a, there's a peace that comes from that. In that in that verse in John chapter 14, just above that, it tells us where that peace comes from. It says, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, it's, it's God with us, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The peace of God, the peace that we can have, the peace that surpasses understanding comes from having the God's presence with us. Where God's presence is, that's where peace is found. Something David knew. There's a uh, psalm that is a loved psalm. It's Psalm 23. See if you can hear it here. um, David is talking about a peace that is not a byproduct of a life that is free of struggle or free of conflict. He's talking about a peace that is a product of God's presence. He says, For though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Deep peace, a peace that we long for, comes from God's presence with us. And just to leave you with this verse, this is an ancient, anxious age. There is much to be anxious about. Uh, we're often anxious because we, we look forwards to an, an imagined possibility and it makes us worried and it makes us anxious. And Jesus says, hey, hey don't do that. Don't, don't look forwards to all these negative possibilities that could be. Bring your worries, bring your, your concerns to me. He says, do not be anxious about anything, everything, anything. Instead, in every situation with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your requests to God. Come, come into His presence. Tell Him what's going on. And this mystery happens. The peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is a, this is a mystery that I've seen many, many times. Um, as a pastor, one of the things that I see often, and I get the privilege but also the difficulty of doing, is walking with people, especially through difficult situations and at the end of life. And the, the difference that someone knowing that the presence of God is with them is extraordinary. There is this deep 
peace that can only be described in the way that Paul describes it here, a peace that surpasses understanding. And, and, and it's a peace that our hearts long for. The next picture is um, it's a tree. This is, this is the, the vision and the, um, the direction in which God is moving the world. He's, he's moving the world towards shalom, towards wholeness and uh, fullness. He is, he is moving right through, uh, right through down from the roots, uh, right up the trunk, in through the leaves, and, uh, and, and right out. He is, he is bringing peace to the world. So we're going to... Um, invite Lucinda up to sing a song for us. There's this phrase that is repeated over and over again, it's God is with us and God is for us. It's a wonderful message of the central message of the Christmas story that God is with us, Emmanuel, and that God is for us. While she sings this song, uh, I've just, in the, uh, the little newsletter thing that you had coming through, there's just a little uh, prayer at the end there. Uh, maybe you've, you've, as I've spoken, you, th- you say, I'd, I'd love to have that peace that surpasses understanding. Maybe, maybe you haven't been bringing God, in, walking into his presence by bringing your situations to him and he would love to give you um, his peace this morning. Maybe deep down at that roots, the... the um, the relationship between you and him needs restoring and repairing. Um, for both of those needs, this is a, uh, a prayer that you could simply say by yourself as this song is being, being sung. Let me just read that and then I'll hand it over to you, Lucinda. Lord Jesus, I'm in need. Therefore, I ask you for your peace that is real and yet surpasses understanding. I know that my own ways do not bring peace. So I choose yours. No longer will I choose the, um, close the door when I hear you knocking. I believe that you are the Son of God who died on the cross and rose from the dead on the third day, making peace possible. I believe that your words are true. So fill me with your presence and with all joy and peace. Amen.